Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, welcome back. Where'd I go? Minnesota, I believe. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. That was Minnesota. Very, very hot. Yes. That is a summer thing that Minnesota sometimes does. Yeah. I have experienced that. Yes. Yeah, very sweaty. Did you eat many mini donuts? I ate some mini donuts, yes. That is, they were also very, very hot. That is the way of the correctly done mini donut. Yeah. Well done, madam. I am very envious of you. Oh, yeah. I, I had uh, I had some a new dip that I had never had before. You take marshmallow fluff. Nope. And you take I don't. cream I don't take cheese. That. I, I don't take that either. And you mix them together. Um. And then you dip strawberries in it. And it is so incredibly good. Can I tell you that I really, what I really don't like, and this is true, I don't like any kind of white dip. What? And any, all the things you mentioned, I don't like. What I don't about like ranch. Whip. Ew. What is wrong Get with you? Get that out of your mouth. You're, disgusting. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. Your face is disgusting. Your taste buds are dead. What? Yeah. Your mama's taste buds are dead. That's your mom. Aww. Aww. And uh, <laughs> that brings us to our show. Fuse and Kate, we're two sisters and sold each other's mom. <laughs> Hooray, <laughs> I guess. I'm Betsy Bird. I'm Kate. And uh, yeah, this is the podcast where we... I guess insult mom for some reason. <laughs> she does like white stuff. It's weird. It's true. I don't know where my superior taste buds even came from. Superior? Uh, the ones that have taste? Yeah, that's right. Uh. So, uh, yes, on this podcast, though, we usually discuss picture books that do not contain any white fluffy substances. And uh, and then we determine if they're good or not. Sure. Sure. You know what? It a funny thing happened the other day. Uh, actually, On your way to the forum? On the way to the forum. Actually, it happened today. So oh. that wouldn't work at all. Nope. A person emailed me out of the blue and said, you know what book you guys should do? Tiki Tiki Tembo. And I had the delight of being able to say to them, that was our my very dear friend. first episode. That was episode number one. We began running. And the reason she had asked was because she had heard the uh, angry... The angry letter from the person who was defending uh, yes. the five Chinese brothers. And she was like, wow, imagine what he'd say about Tiki Tiki Tembo. Well, he missed his chance because <laughs> that came out years ago. But today, I didn't feel like doing anything particularly controversial. I say that, and then I'm sure I'll find something to be controversial about today's. Or you will, because that's sort of your thing. Um, we had done a Eric Carl book in honor of the dearly beloved and now deceased Eric Carl. I figured we should probably do the other epic legend of children's literature because we haven't done another Lois Ellert uh, since Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. So in that vein, I decided to do what I considered to be her second most famous book. I then later, uh, after having selected the book, written up all the notes and everything, went and found her obit in the New York Times, which mentions many of her books. Doesn't mention this one. Doesn't mention this one pretty much at all. And fun fact... The alphabet makes another appearance. So here we go now. Okay. Uh, 
Bye. Wait, I didn't finish. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't finish the title. Fruits and Vegetables from A to Z by Lois Ellert. That's right. And let me tell you, she doesn't cheat with these. She, these, these, she doesn't be, you know, you know how some alphabet books will be like, this letter is hard. I'm going to make it like one of the letters in another word. She doesn't do that. Really? X? Yeah. It's a very clever solution. Uh, Q? Quince? Or isn't that something? I don't know. I don't know what Q is. All I is. thought of was squash. No, that's, no. It starts with an S. No, that starts with an S. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember what she does for Q. She does well, something. let me find out. All right. You'll find out and you'll report back to me. Okay. All right. While Kate does a read, let's get some background information on Lois Ellert. Some sordid, seamy details that nobody else knows about her must exist somewhere because Lord knows I certainly couldn't dear him up any. As far as I can tell, Lois Ellert was a perfectly decent human being who led a perfectly decent life and was perfectly nice and there was nothing particularly surprising about any of that. But I still want to tell you about her. So Lois Ellert, yeah, she created 38 books for young readers in her lifetime. Middle name, Jane. That's a nice one. Born on 9th of uh, November, 1934, in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. I approve of the name of the town. She was the eldest of three children and uh, began creating artwork as a child. So her parents set up a folding table at home, which was just for her art projects. And they made her a deal. As long as she kept working on her art, she didn't have to clean up her papers, tools, and materials at the end of each day. And uh, she said that... She was really appreciative of that. You know, we had a very small house, she recalled, so this was quite the deal for her. Later, she got a scholarship to the Layton School of Art in Milwaukee. Um, she earned a certificate in advertising design. Makes a certain amount of sense. She worked as a freelance illustrator, a graphic designer, and uh, in her mid-20s, that is when she started illustrating books that other authors had written for kids. In her very first book, here we go, ah, what was the first book she illustrated? 1961, I Like Orange. I've never heard of this book. Uh, the first book she wrote and illustrated was Growing Vegetable Soup, which I'm sure some people right now are like, yeah, Betsy, way more famous than eating the alphabet. Papa, Papa, I say to you, Papa, I prefer eating the alphabet. And in a little bit, you'll see why. Next time, won't you sing with me? I'm hungry. Are you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was all fruity vegetable. You're a healthy person. I just, it's food. It, it, <laughs> I can't deny that. <laughs> she figured out the trick to the book, folks. It and is food. I counted about 75 fruits and vegetables. And I think that when you, wow. when you go through this book, you should get one point for every food that you've eaten. And then, Ooh. and like, yeah, you should hmm. keep track, like, as we go through, and whoever gets like the most points uh, is cooler. I think I beat you. <laughs> um, my number is 41. Okay. So, I'd have to go through and check. Yeah. And even then, looking at the first page you have open, I've never had an artichoke. So. Me neither. Okay. Hey, I'm already doing well. Yeah. Excellent. So the first page is the A's. Mm. Apricot, artichoke, avocado, apple, asparagus. Uh, did you know uh, that there's an easy way to find a ripe avocado in the grocery store? Oh, what's that? I just squeeze them. No, there's an even better way. Oh, what? You know that little stem? That little like nugget of a stem? Well, they don't even have a stem, right? They just have where the stem used to be. It's yeah. Like, that, like little, that... that little brown hole. Yeah. yeah. You can take that off. 
and check to see what color it is. And if it's green underneath, that means you have a ripe avocado. Really? And if it's brown, it's not ready. Oh, well, you can tell brown, though. You just squeeze it and it goes... Like it's really sque- like your hand like, like goes a all the way balloon. like it's like a deflated balloon. It's disgusting. Well, don't get that one. Okay, well, that's a good method. Good to know. Yeah, and throughout this book, uh, they have the name of the fruit or the vegetable in all caps, and then they have it in all lowercase, which I thought oh, is a nice way that's to learn nice for the kids who can only read the caps, and then they're learning lowercase. And yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing. Yeah. That's great. And they do it for cool. all the letters, too. So they have yep, like big A. Big A, little A. Exactly. What begins with A? Mm-hmm. Uh, apricot, artichoke, avocado, uh, asparagus. Avocado, artichoke, apple, asparagus, oh. apricot. Is there a song to this book? No, I was singing the 50 Nifty United States uh, oh. states part. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Arkansas Colorado, Colorado. Oh, wait. No, no California, you... Colorado. There you go. Connecticut, Connecticut. Delaware. Florida. Okay, we'll I stop. Know, so I don't know. We get to the bees, uh, where you have blueberry, Brussels sprout, bean, beet, broccoli, banana. Um, what I particularly like about this page is that the blueberries aren't just all blue. There's like, there's purple. Those are purple ones. There's like navy blue. There's like cobalt They should have blue. those like not completely done red ones. And then like the green one that just somehow snuck in and, and shouldn't <laughs> be there at all. I just like how she uses multiple colors to illustrate the different fruit and vegetables. Like yeah. the bananas aren't all yellow. You know, you got some right. brown spots. Yeah, you do. It's, Bane of my existence. It's like, ha- it's kind of watercolor collage paper it's it's a very interesting technique that she's got going on here. it is she's this is later in her career i would say so by this point it's what 1989 so yeah at this point she's you know she's she's got you know she's been doing this since 1960s so she's got it she's got it under control she knows what she's doing it's good also the best way to eat blueberries is if they're frozen just let you know oh yeah i actually have gotten addicted to dried blueberries at work ew i have them uh finita snacky have a little dried blueberry there Freeze them, man. It's like a grape, but smaller. Oh, oh, oh a raisin. I mean, I have smaller. a fun uh, tidbit about grapes too later. Ooh, okay, all right, so all right. right. So we get to seize Put current. A pin on that. Current? Yeah, I've never had a current. Nope, me neither. Nah. Corn, celery, cucumber, cabbage, cherry, carrot, cauliflower. Sure. Okay. I'm with you so far. Then you get to D, and they only have uh, dates. I don't like dates. You don't like dates? No. The best dates are from sweet. Abu Dhabi. I'm they sure they are. Darling. So freaking good. They're, I don't like the sweetness. There's no dragon fruit listed. Hey, there is no dragon fruit. Dragon fruit is one of my favorites. Well, it's Who not... doesn't love a good dragon fruit? Nope, you only get one D and it's a date. Well, let's see. This book was made, again, in 1989. Maybe, you know, it's not all fruits and vegetables were available in American grocery stores at this time. It's possible dragon fruit hadn't made it yet. Hmm. Well, mm. E's, you only have endives and eggplant. And F, you only have figs. I also don't like figs. Figs and dates, they go hand in hand. I don't like them. Then you get to G. You have gooseberry, I've which... I've never had a gooseberry. Me neither. Um, grapefruit, <sighs> grapes, which, fun fact, you put a grape in a microwave and it starts sparking. Oh, they're... I'm not... That's a tangent I'm not even going to follow because there's a whole thing about fruits and vegetables that spark in the microwave, but... Okay. There's a reason for that, but and I'm then not going to go into it. Huckleberry? Yeah, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, uh, there's a lot of huckleberries there. There's a lot of different kind of berries. And you can actually, there's actually a uh, they look like there's a hamburger there's a hamburger chain that does different types of milkshakes. You could get a you could get a huckleberry shake. It just looks like blueberries. Yeah, they're bigger, I think. They're like between blueberries and, and grapes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So then we get to the part where I think she's kind of cheating. Mm-hmm. I 
And she, all she has is Indian corn. Did you find another eye, vegetable or fruit? No. Yeah. I wasn't looking, though. But ah, good point. she already did corn. And this yeah. is now Indian she corn. She didn't have to do corn. She and, had plenty of seeds. Exactly. But on the back of the book, she uses the same Indian corn picture, uh-huh. but labels it corn. What? So. Cheating. Kind of cheating. Or was it on the cover and then somebody had it changed later? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. So then J, you got jalapeno and jicama. K, you got kumquat, kiwi fruit, which I always just call them kiwis. Not I just call them kiwi. Kiwi man. fruit. Maybe, again, it was new back then. Who knows? And then you have kohlrabi. Kohlrabi. Are you familiar with kohlrabi? I'm familiar with it. I've never served it. It's not doesn't show up in my recipes. I had to look it up because I'd never heard of it. Um, it's also called German tulip or t- turnip. Sorry. <laughs> German turnip. It's a biennial vegetable, same species as cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, etc. You can get almost all of these at the Valley Grocery Store, by the way. They have a wonderful produce section. Interesting. Okay. Well, then you get to L. Oh, leek's the worst. You got leek, lemon, lettuce, lime, no leche. No, no leech. See, it's not that great at foods. Uh, just from wait till certain... we get to X. Oh, well, yes. Good mm-hmm. old X. By the way, if there was a villain on that page, it'd be Leek. What? I don't like you, Leek. I don't like you. You're slimy. Slimy? Yeah, you ever cooked them? They get all slimy and gross. They're like okra. No, I'm good. Like all the okra fans rise up as one. Like, <laughs> how dare you? So then you have this page, which has M and N on the same page okay. and then you have o all on its own page right oh gets its own thing so you get m with melon mango and then you get n with nectarine mm-hmm. and o gets okra orange and onion but when you open up to this page all i see is no no <laughs> no no because it's no it, no the ends is right next to the <laughs> o and then you have the uppercase and the lowercase so no this, no so no no okra no no nectarine <laughs> No, no, Nectarine would be the great name for a picture book. No, no, Nectarine. No, no, Okra. No, no, <laughs> Onion. And no, no, Pokra. I don't know what that what, what rhymes what? with Okra. I, I lost it. You I said lost Pokra, it. I Pokra. think. Pokra. <laughs> I just made that one up, yeah. I like how, like, the no, by the way, the first one is like, no! And then the second one's like, no. Or it's like, no. 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 Anyway, so then you get to pee. I uh, got peach. Pineapple, pear, papaya. Ooh, we just couldn't. Persimmon. Persimmon, pomegranate, Mm. and plum. You remember when pomegranates were like super popular? Oh my gosh, they were like the coolest. Everyone was drinking pomegranate juice. Have a a little uh, champagne. We put pomegranate seeds in there and then they float down. Wonderful palm juice was everywhere. And Mm -hmm. now it's like. Oh, palm, yeah, I know. And now your time has passed, pomegranates. Yeah, they're still like the seeds. Seeds are yummy. Well, you thought you were done with seven pea fruits. Nope, you got a oh, few wait, more. Oh, wait, still going. Yeah, oh, still shoot. going. We got, you flipped the page, and now you've got uh, parsnips, potatoes. You have to fill in 32 pages. Pea, pepper, and pumpkins. Ah, pumpkin. Have your pumpkin flowers come up yet? No, have yours? No. No. No, leafy, you're gonna, though. You're gonna, yeah, you're way leafier than I am. You're going to beat me in the flower lots department. Of, lots of sun. Yeah. But I'm I'm just going to get all dudes again. I can tell. I'm gonna I, maybe. Have a, maybe. It's going to be a freaking fraternity be... in my front yard again. <laughs> anyway, so then you get to Q. 
And you're right. It's just quince. Yeah, it's just quince. Uh, if anyone's not familiar with what, what, what quince is, because I sure wasn't, it's a fruit and it's similar in appearance to a pear. You know, I was thinking like maybe they could do quinoa, but quinoa is a grain. A, yeah, that's neither so that a fruit nor not, a vegetable. not going to fit at all. Nope. Right, no. Uh, R, you have rutabaga, raspberry, radish, rhubarb, and... Ah, uh, radicchio! Which I once got in a restaurant and was disappointed to find it was basically just purple lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, it's fine. It is what it I is. I ate it. But, yeah. Then you get to S. Okay. Oh, my favorite. You have Swiss chard, mm-hmm. spinach, starfruit. I love starfruit. Okay. They're so good with kids. And, like, they'll just gobble that thing down. And strawberries. Now, have you heard about the latest TikTok challenge involving strawberries? Do you paint red rocks and try to get squirrels to eat them? No. Oh. It's disgusting. But oh, you, tell me more. But you have to try it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So after you go and get your strawberries from the grocery store or maybe you pick them, uh, put them in a bowl with water and then uh, put salt in the bowl and just watch. But like with water or just salt? Water. Put the strawberries in a bowl of water. In a bowl of water. Pour in salt. Mm-hmm. So now you have salt water. Right. And all the little bugs that live in strawberries <laughs> crawl out and it's so disgusting have to Have you watch. done it yourself? No, because I'm scared. <laughs> I did try it once with just a couple strawberries, but they didn't. No buggies uh, came out. Well, that's so maybe, good. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was like, well, no <laughs> tiny creatures to provide extra protein. Oh, yeah, you, you would think, you know, like, oh, I'm never gonna eat strawberries again. It's oh, like come on. you've probably eaten so many bugs in your life without Seriously, even realizing it. Seriously, I figure bugs are just part of the planet. As long as you don't find half a bug, you're fine. There you go. Mm-hmm. So then you have tangerine, turnip, and Woo-hoo. tomato. Ah, uh, my first tomato came out. It was red and delightful and beautiful and delicious, and I ate it. Congratulations. Thank you. And then you get to ugly fruit. <laughs> now, Didn't who, we do? That's a Grace Lynn book we just did. Who named this fruit ugly? Because... Not its mother. It's spelled U-G-L-I. And I'm thinking the person who named it is like, maybe if we spell it with an I, they won't notice. Maybe they'll pronounce it ugly. U-G-L-I. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Hey, hey, you ugly. Woo! It's, I mean, it's not that bad. No, it's not great, but I've seen worse. Right. Then uh, then V is vegetable morrow. I guess that's what it's called, so I'm not going to... Well, you can also just call him Morrow. I guess, but, but yeah, if she needed a V, I'm going to give it to her. Yeah, it's fine. Ooh! Uh, w is Watercress. Watercress is a very popular children's picture book right now. Oh, okay. Also, Minari, the film that was nominated uh, for an Oscar, uh, Minari is Watercress. Okay. Yeah, fun fact. And Watermelon, of course. Mm-hmm. And then you flip the page, <laughs> and I'm like, why did watermelon continue onto yeah. the X? No, this is a uh, shigua fruit. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? It is. Shigua, because I would have said zigua. Shigua. Shigua. It's I have a, learned something today. It's a common melon found in Africa, but the name is Chinese, and it's the Chinese name for watermelon. Ah. So, again, is that cheating? Well, dude, what else could she do? I, I think I think it's very smart of her to go to with another language. I would have said don't do the watermelon if you're going to do the shigua. Just but then leave maybe, it as water. But maybe they but, did it on purpose because they were like, but then kids are just only going to think that they're called shigua and they're never going to, or because tons of white moms are calling it zigua because they didn't bother to look it up. <laughs> you know that's the case because if I was doing it, I'm not the only one. 
So you got all these little kids running around being like, Zigwa, Zigwa. There you go. And then you got Yam for Mm. Y and Zucchini for Z. And then at the very back of the book, they have a glossary of all the different fruit that was introduced in the book. Back matter. Back matter. Yeah, and they have like, you know, colors and like vague shapes, you know, for each of the... For uh, leeks, does it just say awful? Uh, no, leeks, it says, in ancient times, the leek was grown in the Near East. It grows as an underground bulb. Part of the onion family, it looks like a large green onion, but has a milder flavor that Betsy hates. That's oh, what that's it says. true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, she's smart. <laughs> she can't even know. There you go. And that's Amazing. it. That's the end. All right. Very good. Well, there's not much to be said about this book. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's a book full of fruits and vegetables, and it's in an alphabetical way. But. When Lois Eller died, uh, a certain someone on the internet sort of did a, a story that I thought was so good that I wanted to read it here for you today. Now, uh, a fellow by the name of Nick Brule does a series called Bad Kitty. Uh, Bad Kitty, the very first one was a picture book, and I wanted to do it on the show, but it hasn't quite hit the 20-year mark yet. So one of these days, Kate, one of these days, we're going to do Bad Kitty. Anyway, Nick Brule's Facebook page is a delight. It's just filled with stories. Some of them are very sad. Some of them are very happy. They're always interesting. You're always reading to see what he has to say. And he wrote this. He wrote, when she died, Bad Kitty might not exist if not for Lois Ellert. Two years ago, I was finally able to tell her this myself. And he has the full text of a letter that he wrote to Lois Ellert. May 14th, 2019. Dear Ms. Ellert, You don't know me, but for years now, I've been saying out loud to people, if I ever meet Lois Ellert, I owe her a box of chocolates. Enclosed, you will find a box of chocolates, a book titled Bad Kitty, and this explanation. Roughly 17 years ago, I was living in New York City and doing whatever I could to sustain my career as a cartoonist. In order to support this radical lifestyle, I worked at a children's bookstore called Books of Wonder. It was during this time that I began to combine these two disciplines of cartooning and children's books to create my own manuscripts. One day, an idea came to me to tell the story of a cat who misbehaves badly, but to tell it by going through the alphabet several times. The first alphabet would be one of vegetables she doesn't want to eat. This would be her motivation to commit all sorts of acts of mayhem in the next alphabet. I loved this idea and began forming my alphabets. I carried paper with me everywhere to help me in my research. Unsurprisingly, the accursed letter X was my greatest obstacle. I cheated in my other alphabets, as you will see. Examine my diary, an excess of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Filed my taxes, but the X vegetable eluded me. I looked everywhere. I found a massive food encyclopedia that had only two entries under X. One was an obscure chemical agent, and the other was something called a xeranthemum to which I could not find any visual reference. I had one last resort, Eating the Alphabet by Lois Ellert. The book oh so very cleverly used Shigua for its ex-food. Having worked in a children's bookstore, I knew this book well. I'd put it into the hands of many parents and grandparents over the years. I could see no other way out. I had to borrow from Lois Ellert and comfort myself by saying out loud, if I ever meet Lois Ellert, I owe her a box of chocolates. I had hoped that our paths would have crossed by now, but they hadn't. And then this past weekend, I was visiting the University of Minnesota and speaking with our mutual friend, Lisa Von Drasik. I said to her, as I had said to many people, if I ever meet Lois Ellert, I owe her a box of chocolates. And that was when Lisa said, oh, Lois loves chocolates, and very kindly gave me your address. Thank you. 
Thank you for writing the book that gave me just the right X food to put into my own. Without it, my book might never have been completed, and all of the other Bad Kitty titles that followed it might never have existed. And thank you for all the other magnificent books you've illustrated and have inspired me, and others like me, to create our works for children. You are a modern treasure, and I am eternally grateful to you. I hope you enjoy these chocolates. Sincerely, Nick. Nice. Yes, and he says Lois responded about a month later with a short card that was completely indecipherable except for her signature. I placed it someplace special, but in typical fashion, I can't find it. When I do, I'll be sure to display it here, but I couldn't let this day pass without sharing this story. R.I.P. Lois Ellert, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Aww. Aww. That's nice. That's nice. Ratings time. Well, I think this is a great learning book, uh, not only like with reading, but also with colors and obviously with identifying different fruits and vegetables i love the use of color definitely reminds me of hungry caterpillar um, oh yeah the illustrations um and i like the explanations in the back so i gave it a solid seven wow you're pretty high i just don't like the name eating the alphabet yeah no i like it i think it uh it's an, it's more intriguing than an alphabet of foods you know just eating the alphabet man eh. it sounds good eh. and maybe would encourage kids to try to eat some of these things Maybe. Maybe. Um, I'm, uh, I like it a lot. I think it does a good job. Uh, I think she does a lovely thing with art. It doesn't blow me away. It doesn't really like overly impress me. I think it's a good strong book, but I, I only would give it like a 5.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, combined, it's over a five, so it's a classic. It's a classic! Now, normally we'd be doing letters time at this point, but because of the fact that we're going a little bit long today, I think we can probably skip that. We'll pick it up next week and we can do grown-up things we like. You go first. Okay. My grown-up things, actually two, and I admit, okay, I do this a lot. I don't get a lot of grown-up stuff in my life. Really, the only way I get grown-up stuff is through podcasts. So I've got two new podcasts, two new podcasts. Okay. The first one's really fun. Bill Nye on his podcast. um, He likes to promote other science related podcasts. And this was one of them that he did. And sometimes I like them and sometimes I don't. This one's called Flash Forward. Basically the entire premise of Flash Forward is they ask, um, it's kind of like XKCD's books. They ask scientific questions. How realistic is this situation? For example, uh, past episodes have been, could mind control end crime? Could we all live underground? And my current favorite that I'm really enjoying, could you mine an asteroid? And so they take these premises, then they do like a little skit that kind of um, would would sort of tap into what it would be like to live in a future where this was possible. Uh, for the could you mine an asteroid, you, you sort of sit in with some new employees of a company that is going to be mining a nearby asteroid. It's very fun. And, uh, and they talk to a lot of experts and scientists in the second part. It's fantastic. That's one. The other one is the uh, new podcast, the Marvel Reread Club, uh, where the podcasters, uh, Matt and Steve, reread every Marvel comic in order. And oh, I'm married to Matt. So yes, that is a new, if you like Marvel comics or you know someone who does like Marvel comics, uh, this is for the completest. Okay. And you? Uh, so this weekend we played a lot of different board games and we tried one that we had on our wedding registry and it's called Articulate. Hmm. Um, I had seen lots of good reviews, so I figured why not put it on the list. Sure enough, we got it and we played it. Um, it's, (laughs) it's interesting. It's a, it's a family game 
It's designed for four to over 20 people if you want. Whoa. Uh, it's for ages 12 and up. And it's a lot like Taboo where you have to describe something on a card without saying what it is. Sure. Um, but you have to do that for as many cards as you can within 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, and the first team to go – and there's a board. So the first team to go around the board wins. Uh, it's British. Oh, no. <laughs> so some of the words uh, I had to describe were like, Hornpipe? Uh, there'll be a dance that you do. It's like uh, Scottish. You do it on a boat. Highland. Or... Irish dancing. Yeah. Step dancing. No one would guess hornpipe. So I had to break it down no. like... Um, a, a goat has... A, a, a trumpet and a trombone. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you uh, you could smoke out of a... And together yeah. that is... I see the problem. And everyone's like, problem. hornpipe? I'm like, yes, keep going. Oh, okay. No <laughs> so, one was getting the old... Uh, yeah. yeah, so there you were... dancing cu- on the brig. There yeah. were a couple words like that that I was kind of like, eh. But yeah. then... But it is fun because there's different categories. There's people, there's world, there's nature, there's objects. So if you want a fun, quick paced game that's similar to taboo For check you out and 19 of your friends <laughs> yeah check out articulate oh you can get it on amazon that's a very good one thank you excellent we're gonna have to have a game night again one of these days and uh you are gonna need to count how many of those fruits and vegetables you've eaten oh i will okay. i will do it All and right. i will put it in the show notes okay okay and until i do that with the counting <laughs> i've been betsy i'm kate bye Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our Shikwa is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.